welcome to episode six of Melon Buffet. This is Charlie. And I'm Tara. And this is uh, Rock and Roll Umlaut. <laughs> rock and Roll Umlaut. <laughs> I don't know. I can't fucking pronounce that word. I prefer to call it a heavy metal umlaut. But, heavy, you know. Yeah, well, Motley, Motley Crue, isn't it? Motley Crue. Yeah. Um, so, hello, Tara. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What's yeah. going on? All right. Not bad. <laughs> Same well, shit, know. different day. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Not a lot going on this week. I was meant to be away at Birmingham today, but uh, that's been postponed until next month. So, yeah, not much. But I'm on holiday next week, so that's good. Nice. I'm not. <laughs> You're always on holiday. Technically. Technically, technically yeah. yeah. Well, my life is not a holiday, so no, I'd, no. I'd rather I'd rather have a real vacation. Yeah, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't insinuating that. Well, I, I probably no, I know. Like I was, but you know what I fucking mean, right? I know what you meant. I you know don't have to go meant. in the fucking go in an office or something like I do. <laughs> I don't have to have real adult responsibilities outside of my house. Yeah, lady of leisure, here I am. Um, <laughs> which is why I'm doing a podcast in the middle of the afternoon. Which is what time it is here, anyway. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we're just getting dopey already. It's almost, uh, it's almost bedtime here. <laughs> but it's a stupid time of year where it's like really light till 10. So, uh, like, I'm, well, you know, I'm not good at going to sleep early anyway. And it's even worse at this time of year because I'm like, it's daylight. No way. Can't go to bed yet. <laughs> uh, we had a big party here this weekend for the for the kids for the graduates i mean like i said i keep calling them kids but they're 18 years old well they can't buy alcohol because they're under 21 mm-hmm. and the the drinking age in the usa is 21 which is stupid i mean oh. you can you can vote you can drive a car you can go off to war but you can't buy a beer it's the same here like you can do all those things when you're 16 but you cannot let a drink yeah so i you know a bunch of the kids were hanging out after the party in my house and I um like my daughter had a couple drinks. She's not a big drinker, but I was just like, whatever, you're home. I don't care. And I just kind of said to the kids, because there, there was shit around. We had coolers full of stuff. And I was like, look, I'm not telling you that I'm okay with underage drinking in my home, but I'm going to bed. So whatever. I was like, just don't drive. Wake me up if you need to. Don't throw and- up everywhere. I know they were here till like three thirty in the morning. Some of them. So did they drink all the booze? No, they did not. I only found like one or two empty bottles around. So I think they were actually responsible young men and women. Ugh, how boring. So unlike me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they come from. I mean, I was even surprised that my daughter was drinking because she normally doesn't. Mm. So, but a good time was had by all. It was. It was. We we had quite a crowd here and. I am exhausted and I'm still reclaiming my house. There's balloons everywhere and the company just came and picked up the tent and I've got other people's, somebody's grill is on my lawn and there's like, everybody's still got to come back and collect their shit. Come get your shit so I can have my house back, please. (laughs) Just put it on the, like on the curb or whatever, like yard sale type (laughs) thing. Come and get it or it's going in the bin. That's it. (laughs) So that's that was my exciting week. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, last last week was good. Like th- like this week for me is quiet. But last week I went to London and I did a gig. Yes, you did, and that was fun. <laughs> well, I did two gigs actually. I did one in Edinburgh and then I went to London the next day, and I did one there. So that was fun. Um, Jet yeah. setter, 
<laughs> you know, my plane back got delayed like three times on the Friday, and it ended up just leaving half an hour later than it was meant to. It was it was way back to like an hour and a half later, uh, and then it just went. I don't know what was going on. Like all the planes uh, to and from Scotland and all the planes to and from Amsterdam were delayed from out of London City. What the fuck's going on, London City? <laughs> Get your shit together. It's the shittest airport to be stuck in as well because there's fuck all in it. It's tiny. And like, it's really hard to get a seat at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) That's my biggest issue. Like, if it had been Edinburgh Airport, it'd be fine. There's loads of bars. (laughs) But yeah. They know what they're doing up there. Yeah, it's just a little, it's handy. London City's handy though because it's like, that's in the city. So that's good. Uh, So how was was your gig? How do you feel about it? How'd it go? Yeah, it was good. It was, um, it was, I was supposed to do seven minutes and I forgot to do a couple of jokes so it came in a bit under but um, she said that I was like but beforehand they said it would be fine if it was under just as long as it wasn't over mm. um, there was a couple of other really really good guys there um, quite young as well which is disgusting they were really good um, and there was a couple that weren't so good as well like didn't really go down that well with the crowd I think but um, you know everybody got up and done their bit and it was a good night it was like 12 of us so it was quite long uh, MC was really good. The room was amazing. The crowd was there was a massive crowd. Like they only had so many seats out. There were sixty booked in when we got there, and people just kept appearing. I don't know where they came from, um, and they had to go keep going and getting seats and putting more seats out and stuff. So and it was really really good. And I think I think I said to you, I finally feel like I've got over my crippling, nauseous nerves that I usually have when I'm doing stand up. Just like the last week, I just thought, "Fuck it, (laughs) what's the point in being scared?" So, and then that's better. I think it helps with the performance, which is what I'm lacking in. I think so. Yeah, one of these days I'll get back up on stage. That was good. Yeah, good. Good. That's awesome. I mean, off the back of it, I've booked into a scary venue up here. (laughs) Like one, (laughs) one that I've been frightened to go and do because I've heard it's brutal. But I'm like, "Fuck it! I've done London. I can do this." That's right. <laughs> you can. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's kind of like a tryout. Well, it's not a tryout, but that's the kind of place that like said if they, if you do all right, they'll have you back, like for proper booked gigs. So it's kind of like a a tryout night type thing. So so basically, you'll know if they don't ask you back. Yeah. They thought you sucked. Oh my. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. No pressure. But it's a funny. It's a funny club. Like it's it's got because they do it like a. I think the main reason I'm frightened of it is because they do like a gong show there and it's oh, brutal. Oh, yeah. And like there's a lot of people that I know that I thought were quite good and they're like, oh, I didn't get past 20 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so, Damn. Um, yeah. So it's not, I'm not doing a gong show. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I don't have the balls for that. Not that brave. Not yet. But, no. Uh, maybe one day. We'll see. I need to work on my material though because the stuff that I'm using at the minute, I just wrote it last Monday. So it needs, needs honing. <laughs> I like to leave things to the last minute, as you know. Well, you know, inspiration strikes when it strikes. Yeah, and we've been talking for eight minutes, and we haven't spoke about Taskmaster yet. Everyone has turned off. Yeah, exactly. They're like, <laughs> what the fuck? We don't care about your lives. Yeah, you should talk. We want to hear off stage. Fu- uh, off stage. <laughs> Fucking off <laughs> air. It's air, isn't it? Off air. Oh, yeah, I guess off yeah. the mic, off whatever. Off mic. All right. So the prize task. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Charlie. <laughs> Best see-through item. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Go right in, Joe. Joe. Window. Yes. It's, you know, sensible. Although I did see some, some really good see-through um, clothes. <laughs> when uh, I've seen them online and I've seen them in the shop now. That clear mini skirt that looks like the mm-hmm. chick is just wrapped in cling film. Yeah. You can get them in all neon colors as well. 
In a it's place fucking horrendous. They are. Can you imagine, like, trying to like squeeze yourself into one of those? It'd be like, I don't know, like you know when they make sausages. <laughs> And they squeeze the meat into the thing. I imagine you have to feel like, do you remember, did like your nan have like the couch where they, you know, they had like the plastic slip covers on her sofa, like old school. Mm. This I is think that's an American my, my thing. My aunt, my grandmother. Yeah. It, well, it's not even an American thing. It's either there's Italian Americans uh-huh. and like some Latino, like they would get these really nice expensive furniture and then they'd fucking wrap it in these custom plastic slip covers if you ever watched everybody loves raymond the sitcom if anybody's yeah. seen that marie barone had her couch and my aunt had that and that's what i imagine wearing one of those plastic skirts would feel like just sticking to your skin <laughs> in the summer heat and just having to peel it off Frank. Ugh. no it's gotta be that's awful awful <laughs> And we've gone off topic again. No, but uh, like, yeah, it's a difficult one. See through thing. I don't know what I would have brought. But Lou bought a brought a book slash pamphlet type thing. Fifty ways to see through people. Yeah, and and as Greg said, it definitely looked like a self published edition. There, that was not. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was not something that went through a major publishing house. Yeah, it was a weird thing though because it wasn't like as like it wasn't so much a self help thing as the complete opposite. So you give that to someone with low self-esteem, social anxiety, or paranoia, then it's only going to make things worse, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this show is comedians, and they've all got those kind of issues, so (laughs) (laughs) that's why they do what they do. (laughs) Well, and like when they, you know, they read that one little passage, and Joe's like, "Well, what can you do? Like everything, Mm -hmm. they were all positive things. Like if anybody's nice to you, or this or that, don't trust them. See right through them. It's like, well, so just people, just don't talk to people." You know what that guy's done? He's just he's just wrote down that little voice that you get in the back of your head when someone's talking to you and you're thinking, this is a sort of bullshit. That's all he's <laughs> done. He's just wrote down the things that, that's in everyone's head that no one ever says or acts upon. That's what that is. No. Um, <laughs> I'm not writing down any of the shit that's in the back of my head because <laughs> I might get in trouble. Yeah, you can write it down, uh, but then burn it. <laughs> burn it. <laughs> Hide it away in a special place. Anyway, um, <laughs> Paul, hula hoop. He just wanted so, rid of that out of his garage, man. Yeah, but there was some debate about that because, like, okay, so it's a ring, so you can look through the center of it, but is the hula hoop itself see-through? Yeah. I don't think he cared. <laughs> just no. what I liked. He was like, yeah, fuck it, that's yeah. what I brought. Just went out of my house. <laughs> uh, I like Sean's gin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Alcohol is always good. Always, always good. And she got a hug out of it as well, you know. I know. So, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Like, who cares about the pints? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got her bonus yeah um <laughs> ian and his beer fridge yeah. and yeah so technically it's like well it's not see-through you could see into it yeah you could see through the door yeah <laughs> so he should have just said the door he could have just brought the door but he's trying to win by bringing alcohol and he also had the beers were labeled with Greg and yeah. Alex, you know, special taskmaster. So that was that was cute. But in the end, Joe was the only one. Yeah, he got four, four points. points. Cause, hey, what's more see through window? Perfect. And everybody else were there were some of them were lucky to get one point. I thought Sean would have been maybe two, but well, she know. got a hug though. So even if she got no points, then it would be good. Not that we're biased. Not that we're biased <laughs> at all. So then task number one. Completely conceal yourself inside this phone box. None of you or your clothing may be visible from outside the phone box. Fastest wins. Your time stops when you shout, I'm invisible. Yeah. 
And then Sean just immediately panicked and dropped to the floor <laughs> of the phone box. Yeah, that is mental. <laughs> like both of the women had similar kind of, like, always oh, we'll just hide in the phone box. Yeah, just make myself small. Yeah, like Sean on the bottom and Lou on the top, like some fucking vampire. That's <laughs> <laughs> like she imagined herself, like, stuck into the corner, like fucking Dracula. <laughs> How did she think she was going to hold herself up in there? Yeah, like, like, like you know, vampires do. <laughs> is it vampires? That do? I've seen, I've seen lots of yeah, scary yeah, shit like where there's like and... creepy shit hanging from like is it Insidious or something like that? There's one of those horror films where it's like up in the corner and all you can see is his eyes. That's what I imagined when she said, "I'll just go up there." <laughs> I just imagine, yes, yeah, so I've sort of coiled up inside the the roof, but yeah, hissing, I don't know. going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that, all right, so then Sean winds up stuffing herself into some trash bags. And yeah. I was genuinely concerned because this is, you know, you're told not to do this as a child. <laughs> yeah. Don't put plastic bag over your head. It's yeah. dangerous. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, thankfully she survived. So yeah. Maybe she poked a little hole in it. You just couldn't see. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you could see a little bit of her hair. Yeah. As Alex said, it might have been the fox again, like from episode one. <laughs> was it episode one in the train yard? The bin bag queen, as yeah. uh, Greg called her. Yeah, I mean, it was a good effort because she was really in there. And there was no way for her to know that that little bit of her hair was sticking out. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, but still, hiding inside plastic bags, maybe yeah. not the smartest thing. Who, who's looking for sense when you're doing Tasmas? It's not about sense, it's about uh, stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> Panic plenty, of, plenty of that this episode. Yeah. So on you go then. Who's next? Yeah, Joe had his... Um, bubble wrap hmm. and tape and things and he had most of it covered and other than being able to see his silhouette through which technically meant you could see him mm-hmm. there was also a big gap of the glass <laughs> that was uncovered so yeah you know even if he was able to argue his point about the silhouette you could still see him through the gap so he that was just a fail so yeah we have lou yeah yep. under a blanket worked yep eight minutes 17 seconds all right and then Little angry boy Ian. <laughs> he did all right this one. Yeah, Greg was immediately happy with that just because of the nostalgia. Because mm-hmm. everybody has built a little fort out of uh, couch oh, cushions in their time. This would be a big fort, though, wouldn't it? We'd, well, yes. I would imagine. Was, uh, I would at think least so. two, two couches worth of cushions because he's a long And a fort. few blankets draped over the top, you know. Yeah, ah, who doesn't love it then? <laughs> Great. Absolutely. But uh, yes, and four minutes, 46 seconds. So fast. He decided what he was going to do and he just went with it. Yeah. So five points to Ian. Yeah. And then Paul. Oh, God. Yeah, Paul. (laughs) God bless his sweet little heart. Windiest day of the year. (laughs) And he decides to try and tape newspaper to the outside of the phone box. It's just, you know, panic, isn't it? It's just panic. Yeah, but but then even when Greg mentioned that in studio, like he hadn't even previously realized what a bad idea that was, like that yeah. taping it to the inside was an option until Greg said it in that moment. It was like, holy shit, yeah. you're right. It's like a light bulb went off. And, oh, 
it was glorious. And then when he finally, you know, he got people and we got one inside, a couple of them outside who's holding newspaper. <laughs> he got some of the couch cushions. It was holding 22 minutes and 47 seconds. And he looked like a scared child, like you, you've trapped down a well, you know, when they show those news stories, like when they're rescuing the baby from down the well. That's what it looked like. You look like a little child just trapped yeah. in a hole. <laughs> Oh my like god. Him. I love him. I think he's brilliant though. Yeah, failure so but in the most glorious fucking way because yeah. it's pure entertainment and that's <laughs> what the show is all about. So even when he fails, it's fucking great. Yeah. And he doesn't give a shit either, which is also great. No. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, we got one point to Paul, two to Joe, two to Sean, four to Lou, and Ian took it with five points. That was a good one. Was. I, I have to say, I never realized that the phone booths had a door that opened on both sides. No, I didn't either. She's, well, I don't, that's an old-fashioned one, isn't it? So. Yeah, I, I didn't realize yeah. that because, I mean, I've, you know, I've seen them there as a tourist and you take the stupid picture. Hey, look at me in a big red phone box. But I never realized I don't know. that they had that. So I don't, I don't know, know if that's a standard one, the, thing. The ones that aren't as nice looking, they just open on one side. But it's hardly any of them now anyway. They're just kind of like... Cash machines and stuff, they've converted them into now. Places for tramps to piss. Oh, and they try and keep them in the touristy spots for idiots like me to take pictures in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so yeah, on to the next task. Okay. We had the, um, the album cover. Okay. Now, this one was cool because they had the task playing on the record, but what I also noticed even before we saw what the task was that on the label of the record, it said his taskmaster's voice. Uh, Like HMV. Exactly. HMV, you know, his master's voice. Cool. I have a lot of us, you know, I don't know if we got any younger folks that may not remember the old ads with Nipper, the dog listening to his master's voice on the gramophone. And it's now what RCA records or something, but yeah. So HMV. So they played on that. And they did his taskmaster's voice. I'm old. We've established that. It's oh, I knew it stood for his master's voice, but I didn't yeah. know there was adverts. You don't remember the dog? and yeah. No. That's that's old school. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. It's a cool thing to notice. Yeah, so I noticed that. And I paused it. I'm like, wait, is that what that said? Yeah. And then, okay. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so okay. yeah, design the most iconic album cover. Best photo, band name, and album title wins. They had 30 minutes to plan it and get it together before the photo was taken. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, multi-layered. It, was, it wasn't just the picture. They had to come up with a good band name, album title, the whole thing. And this was Teams. Yep. I think the contrast in the excitement or panic levels between the two teams were interesting. Like, <laughs> Lou, Ian, and Paul started brainstorming immediately, whereas Joe and Shan just played with the record and did a bit of DJ scratching and tried yeah. to play it backwards and had a laugh and stuff, which is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. total, total different approaches immediately. Well, and Lou just starts throwing out ideas and yeah. Paul's just like, yes, uh, but I'm thinking we have 30 minutes. So, <laughs> like, let's get on with it. So, yeah. alright, so first we had Lou Sanders and the Lovely Boys and their album called Sex with three S's for Sterling Sanders Sinha and I written a description down. <laughs> um so yeah, Ian was holding the sign with the name of the band and he had a bunch of grapes over Lou's head. <laughs> 
And then both of the guys had on a hat and glasses and what looked like a satsuma over one yeah. of their eyes and a flower in their mouths. Mm-hmm. And then Paul had a photo of him taking, I think it was Ian taking a photo with the album name written on it. And then Lou had on sunglasses and she was on the ball. Mm-hmm. Then they had the golden pineapple at their feet and some spiral duct and a trombone. <laughs> so it was all over the place, this one. It was a bit clockwork orange, I think that's what they were going it, for. Yeah, yeah. That's That did seem like what they were going for, but it just... I don't know, it was a hot fucking mess. <laughs> like, I don't know how they got from all that shit they were saying at the start to that. I think that would be interesting to see. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably a, a bit of, there was probably a bit of rage in there as well, I would imagine. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I would have loved to have seen more of the discussion, <laughs> especially with Ian just yelling and, you know, Lou trying to be her calm self and Paul probably not saying much. Yeah, hiding behind a barrel or something as usual. Yeah, again, I, I always want to see outtakes from the show. Yeah. I mean, that must be the like the best job, like doing the editing for it. You have such <laughs> a laugh, don't you? Oh, I, I could only imagine. Yeah, like how to decide what actually makes it on the fucking air. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that can't possibly ever be on the air because there's a lot of bullshit and well, yeah. inappropriate talk that <laughs> can't put on the telly. So Yeah. Yeah, but... Very jealous, uh, very jealous. And then we had show or shoe, but show because sure. it's Sean and Joe. Yeah. It's too big. <laughs> and this is where we had our rock and roll umlaut. Yep. This is uh yeah, it was the perfect eighties album cover. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Soft focus, the white background, the clothes, Joe's slick back hair, and Sean's, you know dead 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 with her cold hair eyes. all laid out in the single <laughs> rose i mean it had everything yeah it was cool i like that like if i walked by that in a vintage record store i wouldn't even think twice that it was some 80s mm-hmm. yeah duet yeah. yeah it was pretty cool and plus they did the little improvised song in the studio which was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Like they didn't even mean it to be that much of an innuendo, I don't think, but it came out just perfectly. <laughs> yeah, no, it was Loved good. It. Loved it. Did you see the outtake with Paul singing the other one? No. Oh, have you not seen it? You have to. You have I have to not. Oh. Go on YouTube and have a look. It's uh, it, Paul, like, obviously, because you see Greg and he says to them, oh, I didn't want to used to feel left out. If you want to do a little song, then you can go ahead. And Lou and Ian are both like, no, we've lost confidence in it because theirs was so good. And um, they're about to move on and Paul just bursts out in the song. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, no, she watched I, it. It's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to look for it. I've been a bad Taskmaster fan, so no, I'll I think look there for was, it. There's two outtakes from last week, I think. And there's one come out today from this week as well. That I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, ooh, what's this? This is new. Yeah. I only saw it because you, you reposted it. Yeah, for a second I was like, is it Wednesday? <laughs> Have I, I said it? the same when I saw you post it. I'm like, wait, did I miss it? What's happening? I'm off by a day. Yeah. I was so, I, it I had, I surprised had, me. I had a moment. I've been working from home for two days. I didn't know what day it was. I was like, shit. I rarely know what day it is. So <laughs> it wouldn't have surprised me if I had lost a day. Definitely, definitely Tuesday. <laughs> So four points each to Sean and Joe and two points to the other three. I fair yep. enough. Fair enough. No arguments there. I didn't think anyone was everyone was quite happy with that. So then we moved on yeah. to task three, which was a complicated one. Uh for someone with a short attention span like me. So it was in five minutes. You must return this pack of cards to Alex in the lab. 
tell Alex the order that the cards are currently in. You may not leave the room in the five minutes. Most correctly ordered wins. I think that was it, wasn't it? That sound right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to name them in, in order, and most correctly named cards in order yeah. win. So yeah, and there was a clipboard with paper on the table. Mm-hmm. So of course they were all looking for a pen, which was sneakily hidden on the other side of the table, yeah, underneath. And um, I assume none of them had their phones because that was my first instinct. I think they make them leave their phones. Well, saying that, I have seen people use their phones sometimes. Like they must just take them off them for certain tasks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Lou, without even going to her full thing, but yeah, yeah, you knew right away she started going through the cards before she even read mm-hmm. the test. So we're like, oh, she kind of screwed herself. And then Ian got really angry. <laughs> got re- well right away. First off, he sits down in the lab and totally forgot that he needed to remember them in order. <laughs> yeah, he just thought he needed to remember the cards. But I like that there was a proper like Taskmaster pack of cards, wasn't it? It wasn't normal. <laughs> no, they weren't normal cards, of course not. And that's why Ian calls. He's like, you know, he goes through them, and he did okay. Yeah, he did alright. When he gets down towards the end, he's like, then there was a picture of a scumbag, <laughs> you know. And Alex is like, oh, he's like you. <laughs> he's so angry. It's so funny. I know. I know. And then um, even in the studio, he was like totally enraged that Alex had a pen. And then Alex was like, well, I also had an iPad with a camera on it. And he was like, mm-hmm. him and Sean were just like, wait, what? Yeah. And he called him a sarky sister. That's the first time I've heard that. And I live in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> a naughty little scumbag. <laughs> oh. oh, poor Alex. He just loves it, though, didn't he? I'm not a sarky sister. And then started laughing immediately. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Oh, it must be so. Goodness. It must be so hard to like <laughs> to not laugh in his face <laughs> when yeah. he's going mad like that. Because I would probably end up getting attacked. <laughs> it's just glorious to watch. It really is. Yeah. But how well did Paul do, though? Oh my god, he was well, only one human. mistake, isn't it? That's that's like fucking photographic memory or something. Yeah, he he was, and he was so upset with himself that he made that one mistake. Yeah. <sighs> he done really well. Though. Yeah, so Ian made 25 mistakes. There was 49 total. Yeah. So Ian made 25 mistakes. Sean, 13. Joe, only seven, which is also fucking impressive. Yep. And Paul, only one mistake, man. He's like, Rain Man. Lou completely fucked it, though. Like we've, we've talked about it before she she did it ian she did it ian on that sand task oh just, everything that was she wasn't meant to do she did so but she styled it out so well yeah Unlucky. i mean it was a disaster cards <laughs> out of order then she gets up and leaves the room and then he said she wrote down 18 cards 12, <laughs> 12 mistakes 12 of them were wrong yeah it was great there was there was just no coming back from that she messed up the order straight away, but I don't know. I yeah. think part of me probably would have been right, right, put the cards into little piles. I probably would have fucked that up as well, to be honest. Well, I think that's <laughs> that's like lesson number one is don't start touching the shit until you've read the task. <laughs> yeah. Because that was what she did. She picked up the cards, was like, ooh, cards. <laughs> and then was like, here, Alex, you read this. Like, oh, that's not how this works. <laughs> oh, bless her. Well, but she she didn't want to give up. She didn't want to give up until she left the room and was like, "Oh, she, you didn't tell me I couldn't leave the room. It's in the task. Yeah, all the information's always there." Yeah. So yeah, five points to Paul, four to Joe, three to Sean, two to Ian, and zero to Lou. Yep. So then we're on to task number four, 
Score a goal from the furthest distance. You may take only one shot. If you don't score a goal, you're disqualified. You must perform a terrific goal celebration whether or not you score a goal. There may be a bonus point for best celebration. They had five minutes. Yeah. A goal for this distance, so obviously it didn't have to be that net, which we found out later on, but they only had five minutes, so it's not like they could do something ridiculous and go to, like, you know, a soccer stadium or something like that and do some big thing. Yeah. It it had to be there because they only had five minutes to work on it. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get up to any major shenanigans. I can only assume that um, Ian must have walked past that goal on the way there. So yeah, because I guess there's must be a park or something right there, so yeah. they must have known that something was through the uh, through the tree line. Mm-hmm. So Sean had nine point eight meters. Mm-hmm. Joe eleven point five. Lou fourteen point six. Paul seventeen point two, and then Ian thirty four meters away with his giant goal net. And go then, big or um, go home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sean nailed it. She had good. She said, well, I'm not going to go too far because if I make it and nobody else does, I'm yeah. golden. Well, it's like if you, if you don't score a goal, you're disqualified. So yeah. the main thing was to score the goal. Yeah. Her celebration was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shrieking like a train whistle and then going all the way past the tree line, a few jumping jacks, a couple high kicks, and then came back until she was out of breath. Yeah. I love Sean. I think she's But it was, it was genuine because she was so genuinely happy and surprised <laughs> that she made the goal. She didn't even have to put it on. Exactly. So it was great. Yeah. I liked, I liked Paul's celebration the best. To be fair, because obviously <laughs> the only person that scored a goal was Shan, so she she yeah. properly celebrated, like you say. But Paul's was just a sarcastic "hooray" cry of a loser, and then he had a little lie down, which is yeah, that uh, just nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> just like you know what? Yeah, this is where I'm at. You don't see, you, you <laughs> yeah. don't see enough sarcasm on the uh, on the football pitch, so there you go. <laughs> Uh, Joe as is expected it was awkward and it was almost like he hesitated because your instinct is not to celebrate when you miss but then he you know he went into some tumbling and then he was shaking (laughs) the goal then he held that weird pose for far too long it was um it was I mean it was classic Joe is exactly what it was I wouldn't have expected anything less yeah (laughs) Lou, she did a couple of tumbles as well. She did a couple yeah. of tumbles, um, <laughs> and then of course Ian with his massive goal and his massive run up and his massive loss, <laughs> the massive miss even. Yeah, so, but then he, you know, he tried. He was like, "Come on, yeah, guys, conga line." Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. But yeah, unfortunately though, Greg wasn't impressed by any of the celebrations enough to give them an extra point. So I mean, what they should have done was scored the goal from just outside the goal and then did that classic football thing of putting your head your t-shirt over your head there you go do a little wiggle i think you would have got points for that one point per boob maybe i don't know <laughs> so i would have done anyway just in case anyone's thinking about having me on the show guaranteed filth <laughs> may not ever be able to air her episodes yep. but you know it'll yep. be a party It'll be the air will be blue and you'll see far too much skin <laughs> and it'll not be nice. 
I just love with Ian that revelation where he said at one point, Alex whispered to him, you don't have to do this. <laughs> it was just like, it's okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so yeah, it was good. Five points to Sean and everybody else. Fuck all. <laughs> fuck all. Fuck all. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, yeah, then back to the studio for the live task, which was a two-parter. Yeah. So I think part the, one. the tasks this episode have been kind of a little bit devious, haven't they? A little bit fiendish. Yeah, this this one is this was a tough one. Mm-hmm. That Alex and well, and Tim Key, who also helps yeah. come up with a lot of these tasks, he's a devious fucker. <laughs> well, he's a cheat. He's a he's a well. He, <laughs> yeah, my, we know he's a cheat. <laughs> I know he's a blatant cheat, and he doesn't give a shit. My daughter hates him for it too. Really? So it's like that that cheating fucker from the first season. Oh, come on. Tim's yeah. lovely, man. There's, there's no need for yeah. that. He's just no, playing the game. It's not serious. Eh. Tell her it's she's not a, serious, you know. They don't she's get a anything. Teenager, other you know? than other than a you know, a head that looks like Bob Monkhouse. She gets very passionate about things she's very passionate <laughs> about and yeah. what are you gonna do? Okay. So the live task. Alright, so the live task, yeah, with two parter. Uh, part one, they had to stand behind the first line and roll their colored loo roll past the second line. If it failed to pass the second line or if it fell off the runway, you're eliminated. So that was part one. So Paul and Joe failed at the first hurdle. Yeah. And they were eliminated and they had to sit on the naughty bench. I mean, Joe was close, but there was just a little too much momentum. Mm-hmm. And Paul just, Yeah. <laughs> it just he barely got out of the gate with that one Perfect. um and ian was the luckiest fucker around because he came Skills right to the skills. edge <laughs> no that was that was luck he came right to the fucking edge and it rolled back a bit like yeah yeah, yeah and then uh part two so we just had sean lou and ian left they had to take off their right shoe alex placed it on their roll right at the roll they had to retrieve it without crossing the runway if the shoe fell off or the loo roll broke they were eliminated fastest wins one winner takes all yeah and loo she just didn't fuck about this she nailed it i mean she was the closest yeah she's she's won like i don't know like 80 percent of the live tasks or something didn't he say yeah yeah he did say and like that of course I didn't write it down, of course. Smashing it, yeah. Smashing the live tasks. Um, But yeah, it was a cool one. It was a fun one. Yeah, and it was kind of arty looking too, especially with Lou's boot, which was pretty cool. Yeah, he said it looked like a Warhol exhibition or something. I think Lou was looking pretty cool. And Sean, they were both wearing quite nice dresses. And I'm not one for dresses, but they looked, you know, stylish. Yeah, Yeah, they. I like they they always get a little dressed up for in-studio. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. And so we've got, let's see, episode total. Sean won the episode with 15 points. Joe, 14. Lou, 12 points. But had she not won the live task, she actually would have been in last place. Yeah. Um, Then Ian, 10, and Paul bringing up the rear at nine. It's quite a low score in episode, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Not the worst one, I don't think, but it was still quite low. Yeah. So that puts the series scores at Lou at 107, way out in front, with Sean on 95, Joe on 91, Ian on 91, and Paul bringing up the rear on 74. So 
So like Alex said, technically Paul could still win it, you know, but unlikely. Mm. Uh, Lou is just, she's out there, man. Yeah. But, and I don't know how much this is true or not, but um, I was doing some snooping online the other day. And um, someone, I don't know if they were at a live recording or something, but they're saying that it gets to within one point soon. I don't know how many. So I don't lose heart, people. I think it's going to get a bit close. I don't know what's going to happen. But um, apparently that's that's what happens. So four episodes to go. Things It's going to be a squeaker. Yeah. All right. We must have a couple of stinking episodes or someone else must have a couple of good ones. I don't know. But that's what you want to hear, isn't it? A bit of excitement. Don't want it to be like yeah. the F1 where whoever's fucking qualified in first place just wins every bastard race. Yeah, yeah. Boring. <laughs> Although it's not all about the points, is it? It's entertainment, so. Yeah, it's all fun no matter what. But especially if they're going to do another, you know, champion of champions, which I hope they will. Um, yeah. It'll just be interesting to see who who's going to be up for that. Mm-hmm. Won't be Ian at this point, I don't think, even though he he was campaigning for it. <laughs> but anything, <laughs> anything could happen. <laughs> that one day. I know. I think that must have, th- those tasks must have been at the start when he was like, really confident and then as it's gone on he just got more angry and upset and frustrated and thought fuck this I probably regrets doing it well I don't say maybe doesn't regret doing it but um, yeah he's yeah, got quite angry he's got quite angry yeah. <laughs> but it's all in good fun I mean Lou's got her jacket she she came in strong so yeah this week's spotlight and I guess our news all kind of ties into that uh, Paul Sinha yeah uh, I think most people probably heard this week that he revealed in a blog post, which I will link in the show notes, that he's been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, we wish him the absolute best. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know, Parkinson's is a degenerative disorder of the central nervous system. Um, there's no cure, but there are treatments, you know, and you can live a long full life it's not there was some fucktard who put something up with a rumor that he had died like right after he posted and it's like just stop with that bullshit it's it's not a death sentence um you can live a long full life and you know he's a young guy uh he's only what like 48 years old 49 years old so yeah he's he's there's treatments they're making progress every day i know most people are probably aware of parkinson's through like michael j fox the actor muhammad ali or like some of the most famous people and um, michael j fox founded his own foundation for research and they've made huge strides in treatment and so yeah we wish paul the absolute best uh as he's going through this new uh new part of his life yeah unfortunately he was meant to be doing the fringe this year and he's had to cancel it I guess yeah. because of all the medical appointments and stuff, and then the run up, and you know he's he's been doing a lot anyway, so he probably just needs a break and time to gather his thoughts. I'm sure he'll be back on this on the circuit soon yeah, enough. I mean, so. he's done nine solo fringe shows in his career. Yeah, he's impressive. Yeah, and his first two fringe shows he did while he was still a practicing physician. That is outstanding, isn't it? <laughs> the amount of work he must have put in for that. Amazing. Yeah, because. I mean, he started performing stand-up while he was a junior doctor or what we would call a resident in the United States, which is insane because the schedules they have to keep during that period, mm-hmm. you know, as junior doctors and then to be doing stand-up as well yeah. is freaking amazing. Yeah, it's tough. 
but he did it, like you say. Yeah. And he, of course, he does. He's he's into um, he's into all this quiz and stuff as well. And I think that's quite intense as well. You know, he goes all around the country taking part in competitions. He's like number seven in the UK or something, or and number eleven. No, I don't yeah, know. I think it was. Um, yeah, I just had it written down here, but yeah, he's got a whole section on his website, which I will link in the show notes um, about all his quiz appearances. Um, yeah, he's ranked seventh in the national quiz rankings as of 2017. So that could have changed by now, but he placed 11th in the 2018 World Quizzing Championships, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> Um, he was on the weakest link. He's been on University Challenge Professionals Edition. Uh, Are you an egghead? He came in fourth on Mastermind. Came in third on Brain of Britain. He also plays in the Quig- Quiz League of London for the team, the Grey Monks. Like this is like his other passion. Yeah. Um, and I have everybody knows he's on the chase. Yeah, he's so. famous as being on the chase, isn't he? Yeah, so... um his white suit. Like I said, he started doing stand-up when he was a doctor. They said a lot of his material... I've never seen him live. No, um, he was at Fringe last year when we were there, but I wasn't really aware of him myself then. I, did, I knew who he was, but I didn't know that he was a stand-up. Like, I knew him from The Chase. I didn't know that he did stand-up as well. It's not some. That's not two things that you would normally put together, is it? So. Yeah, but they said he started... When he was in medical school, he was on stage, you know, doing reviews and he was the co-editor of the medical school newsletter, which was called the slag mag. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Oh, all right. And then that's when he started doing his standup. Um, and they said a lot of his material drew from his ethnicity and his sexuality. He is gay. Um, it says he's the world's only gay Anglo Bengali to turn standup comedian. Yeah. I don't know who's I don't know who's tracking these things, but and the fully qualified GP as well. That's, exactly, he's been a busy boy, busy, busy boy. Yeah, we wish him the best and look forward to seeing more of him. Yeah. All right, so I think that probably wraps us up for this week, and we'll be back next week with another episode. If you would like to reach out, we're on all the social media at Melon Buffet on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us, melonbuffet at gmail.com. Please do. We would love to hear from you. Suggestions, comments, whatever. Yeah, just just tell us what you had for breakfast, you know. Just say hi. Yeah, say hello. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in a week. Bye. Bye.